Good morning. It's good to have you here with us this morning. We're thankful that you're here to worship with us, even though it's in a, uh, in a way I guess we're probably not used to. But the Lord's name will be glorified. Amen. I wanted to share with you a call to worship before we get started this morning. It comes from Psalm number 9. If you would, you can open up your Bible and follow along with us uh, this morning. Again, it's Psalm number 9. The verses are 1 and 2. So I'll give you time to open your Bible and follow along with us. It's Psalm number 9, verses 1 and 2. One more time, and here we go. If you could, recite it with me. Ready? I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. You know, during these times, it's very important to remember the love of Jesus and remember that we are covered in his blood. So if you would, sing along with us this morning. This one's Who You Say I Am. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me in. Oh, his love for me. Oh, his love for me. Y'all sing. Who the sun sets free. Oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Free last. Free at last, He has ransomed me, oh, His grace runs deep. While I was a slave to sin, Jesus died for me. Yes, He died for me, who the Son sets free, oh, is free. I'm a child of God, yes I am. In my Father's, in my Father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God, yes I am. I am chosen not forsaken I am who you say I am you are for me not against me I am who you say I am y'all sing I'm chosen I am chosen not forsaken I am who you say I am you are for me not against me I am who you say I am. I want to sing that with you again. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. Jesus, you are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am who you say I am. Oh. The sun sets free, oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God, 
Yes, I am in my Father's house, in my Father's house. There's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Good morning. Thank you for worshiping with us today. We are going to continue to praise God and worship Him no matter the circumstances around us. Because this is the day the Lord hath made, and we're going to sing praises unto our God and worship Him in spirit and truth this morning. I pray that this service will be a source of blessing and encouragement to you this morning. May God bless you as we worship together. And we will continue in worship. Uh, Our next song we're going to sing is called Raise a Hallelujah. I'm sure you all know that. And then after that, we're going to do Goodness of God. So you could pull up your chair, grab your cup of coffee, you know, since you're sitting out there in the Internet world, and we'll, we'll worship God together. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody. I raise a hallelujah. Heaven comes to fight for me. I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder, you're going to hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated. The King is alive. He is alive, y'all. I raise a hallelujah with everything inside of me. I raise a hallelujah. I will watch the darkness flee. Oh, I raise a hallelujah. In the middle of this mystery, I raise a hallelujah, and fear you lost your hold on me. Oh, I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm, louder and louder, you're gonna hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated, the King is alive. Sing a little louder. Sing a little louder. Sing a little louder. 
little louder. Y'all sing with me. Sing a little louder. Sing a little louder in the presence of my enemies. Sing a little louder, louder than the unbelief. Sing a little louder. My weapon is a melody. Sing a little louder. Heaven comes to fight for me. Sing a little louder. In the presence of these enemies, sing a little louder. Louder than our unbelief, sing a little louder. Oh, our weapon is a melody, sing a little louder. Oh, I believe that heaven will fight for me. Oh, sing a little louder. I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm louder and louder. You're gonna hear my praises roar up from the ashes. Hope will arise. Oh, death is defeated. The King is alive. Y'all sing, sing a little louder. Sing over Jesus. Sing over us. Sing a little louder. We believe in your healing, Lord. Sing a little louder. We believe Jesus. Sing a little louder. Sing a little louder. Lift your hands and praise Him with me today. Sing a little louder. We lift our voices to you, Lord. Sing a little louder. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me All my days I've been held in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head I will sing of the goodness of God You'll sing that with me one more time I love you, Lord. Hell, your mercy never fails me. Hallelujah. All my days, I've been held in your hands. And you continue to hold me, Lord. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God y'all sing along all my life and all my life you have been faithful and all my life you have been so so good with every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness 
song this morning, how true those words are. God is still faithful, and God is so good. 
even in the midst of the troubling times in which we're living today, our God is still on the throne. God is good all the time, no matter the circumstances that we may encounter. Our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I like the words that's found over in the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 16, where he has invited us to come boldly under the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and grace to help us in time of need. We're in need today. And our help comes from the Lord. I know there's many needs and many different prayer requests that's out today. But our God is bigger than what your problem is. And so we can bring our burdens and our cares and lay them at his feet. Believing that God still hears and answers prayer. Shall we pray? Our Father, we come humbly and boldly to the throne of divine grace this morning. Because you have given us the invitation that we can call upon your name any time of the day or any hour of the night. And that, Lord, that you are bending a listening ear. And so, Father, we bring special prayers unto you this morning. We pray especially for our nation in this time of need. We pray for our president, our vice president, and those who are making decisions in these days that are just ahead. I pray, Lord, that you will give them wisdom and knowledge from above to make the decisions that will glorify your name and help our nations. We pray this morning for the families that have been disrupted by the events of these past few days. Lord, I pray that somehow that they can just find a way to to put a new hope and new trust in God, believing, Lord, that you are still in control. Lord, everything is still in your hands. And we serve a great God. Lord, we may not know the future. We may not, not, may not know what's going to happen just ahead. But we're glad that our hand is placed in the hand of the one who knows the future. And who holds control of the future. And so we pray this morning that you'll answer the prayers of your children. And meet the needs of those that have special needs and special burdens that they're carrying just now. Lord, I just pray that you'll place your hand upon them and give them that calm assurance that everything is in your hands that, and under your control. And Lord, that everything is going to work out for your good and for your glory. I pray today, Lord, that thou will bless those who are listening to our broadcast today. That, Lord, you will pour out a special blessing upon them and give them just what they need today that will bring, bring them through these troubling times. We pray in the name of Jesus, the name that's above every name, we ask these things. Amen. Amen. The Newville Church will not be having public services for, upon the request of our president and vice president and governor. We're not canceling anything. We're just postponing events of the church until further notice. We'll try to keep you updated and provide a means of worship for you either through our Nouvelle Church website or our Facebook account. We want to encourage you to be faithful in supporting the church with your tithes and offering, either by mail or by PayPal during this time. Thank you for your faithful support in building God's kingdom. The building where we gather to worship is just a building, but you are the church. And we can still be the church during these trying times. 
Reach out to your church family, your neighbors and friends with words of encouragement and prayer. This is a time that our light can shine brightly in a darkened world and we can show a Christ-like spirit to those around us. Our scripture lesson this morning is found over in the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 6, verses 45 through 51. If you'd like to take your Bibles and, and read the scripture along with me, that would be great. Verse 45, And straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship, and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida, while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the, on the land. And he saw them towing and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit, and cried out, for they all saw him. And were troubled, and immediately he talked with them, and saith unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure, and wondered. This morning I'd like to speak to you from this thought, overcoming the challenging winds of life. I want to especially lift out verse 48 for our consideration. He saw his followers struggling hard to row the boat because the wind was blowing hard 
against them. There's two things I see in that particular passage of Scripture, and that is this. They kept struggling. They kept doing their part until help came. And I'm confident this morning that we as believers, even in the midst of the storms of life, if we'll keep doing our part, that Jesus will come to us and help us in our time of need. The disciples could not go to where he was, but he came to where they were. And that's just like our Lord and Savior this morning. I like the words of the poet when he wrote, Ships go east and ships go west, whatever the winds that blow. The set of the sail and not the gale determines the way we go. This morning we know by experience that as we journey over this sea of life, it will not always be easy sailing for us. But it will make no difference as to how hard the winds blow and how strong the contrary winds may be against us and how difficult it may be to stay afloat if we have our heavenly sail set in the right direction, we will survive the storms of life and reach our destination. Someone has well said that the water in the world will not sink our ship unless the water gets inside the ship. And that this morning we must continue to allow God to lead and direct us in our daily life. And I think that that is true this morning, that even in the midst of our discouraging circumstances that we may face and the hardships that we may encounter along the way, that we will not sink if we refuse to allow ourselves to become discouraged and fear get inside and dominate our life. I think one of the greatest mysteries that is often difficult for us to comprehend, and that is this. Why does God allow Christians to have difficult times and tests along the way? I think there are four misconceptions about being a Christian that I'd like to mention in passing this morning. First of all, just because I am a Christian, then all my problems will be solved. You know, that may, that may make good preaching, But excuse the language, that just ain't so. It's not going to happen. Because the Bible has never told us that once I become a Christian, that I will never have any more problems. Secondly, all of the problems I will ever have are addressed in the Bible. I wish that were true. But that is not a true statement. The Bible does not does not offer to us specific answers to every problem that I may face in my life. Thirdly, if I am having problems, then I must not be a Christian. Many of the spiritual giants of the Bible, they had, they had problems. In fact, they had deep problems that yet they overcame. And just because they had problems did not mean they were not Christians. And so because we have problems this morning uh, does not mean that we're not living a life for Jesus. Fourth, being exposed to sound biblical teaching automatically solves my problems. Bible instructions alone is not an instant solution to my problems. The Bible this morning is like a road map. 
it tells me how to get to a certain destination. But just by me looking at the map or by looking at the Bible will not automatically transport me to my destination, to where I am going. If I want to get to my destination, I have to get on the road. I have to uh, make the effort. I have to pay the cost. I have to take the time for travel. And I have to stay at it until I reach my destination. The, the disciples at this particular time, they were facing a, per, a very perilous situation. Uh, they were in a boat. They were crossing the lake. They were going to the other side while they encountered a terrific storm. And it seemed to be that the harder they rolled, the less likely they were going to reach their destination and survive this devastating storm. May I ask you a question this morning? Has there ever been a time that you felt this way in your own life? That you were not going to reach your destination? You did not know what the outcome was going to be. Life this morning is what you make it and how you take it, believing that you can win if we set the tone for victory in our own life. A few things I'd like to mention about the storms of life this morning. First of all, the storms we encounter may come while we are obeying God. Now, the disciples, they were just obeying their master when they got into that little boat and started across to the other side. And that's when they encountered the storm. I like what the NCV translation reads in verse 45. Jesus told his followers, or his disciples, to get into the boat and go ahead of him to Bethsaida across the lake. This morning, just because we are obeying God will not automatically eliminate you and me from encountering storms, the storms of life. In fact, many times, it's while you're obeying God that you will encounter some of the greatest and most difficult storms of your life. I like the words of the songwriter, Must I be carried to the skies on flowery beds of ease, while others fought to gain the prize and sailed through bloody seas? Are there no foes for me to face, no foes for me to fight? Must I not stem this flood? Is, is this vile world a friend of grace to help me on to God? Sure, I must fight if I would reign. Increase my courage, Lord. I'll bear the toil, endure the pain, supported by thy word. I want you to know this morning that God has never promised us an easy journey. But there's one thing that he has promised, and that is a safe journey. He will be with us every step of the way. The, the Apostle Paul, I believe, is a great example of what I'm talking about this morning. His life was no piece of cake. He didn't have the luxury and wear silk robes. He, he spent four years in jail because of false accusations. He was shipwrecked on his way to Rome. He was bitten by a snake but did not die. He was chained to, to guards 24 hours a day, no privacy. As Paul wrestled with his own storms, he said, I rejoice. Yes, I will continue to rejoice. As hard 
as it is to understand, many of the storms that we may face in our life will come in the pathway of obedience and faithfulness to our God. Secondly, the storms we encounter will have a natural reaction. I'm not here this morning to give you a false security because I don't believe that we will ever reach that time or place in our life when the storms that we face do not, do not affect us in one way or another. The disciples, the disciples of Jesus, they were affected by the storm. And I believe that the same thing that affected them will also affect us when we face our storms. First of all, they were faced with fear. The disciples were fearful. They were fearful because they did not know the outcome. They thought they were going to perish. And sometimes we have fears in the midst of our storm because we don't know the outcome. We don't know how long it's going to last. We don't know what's going to happen. And sometimes fear brings, storms bring fear. We are living in a fearful world even today. But yet God is our hope and our strength. A few years ago, my brother and sister-in-law visited us from Idaho. We were living in Duncanville, Texas at that particular time. One evening, my brother made the remark that he'd like to see a Texas thunderstorm. He'd heard about a, those Texas thunderstorms, and, and uh, he said, I just want to see one before I leave Texas. And so one night we had one of those Texas thunderstorms that came through Duncanville. I mean, the thunder was loud and the, the lightning flashes was uh, across the sky and the two big trees were standing in our front yard. They were going to and fro and he was afraid at any time that they may topple over. And the rain was pelting against the, the windows and I didn't know it until the next morning, but he said, you know, I spent most of the night looking out the window seeing what was going to happen. And then he also told me, he said, you know, I think that one Texas thunderstorm is enough. I don't need to see any more. Well, uh, it brings fear. The shadow of fear lurks in every area of our life. Uh, and sometimes a little fear is good for us. It keeps us out of danger. And, uh, it, but yet fear takes away hope the dreams, the vision, and the possibility of overcoming. But I believe this morning, just like the disciples, that in the moment of our greatest fear, Jesus is saying to you and me, take courage. Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Even today, as our nation is going through these troublesome times, we still hear the Master say, don't be afraid. It is I. Secondly, doubt is a natural reaction. In the midst of the storm, we're often tempted to doubt God. And sometimes we even begin to say, why, Lord? Why, God? Why, God, are you allowing this to come my way? Why are you allowing me to be put in this situation? Why are you allowing these things to happen to me? One lady one time said, I know the Lord has promised not to put more on me than I can bear. But I wish the Lord didn't have so much confidence in me. Well, God said, I'll not give you more than what you're able to bear to the grace and strength that I impart to you. But God is asking us this morning to trust him 
even when we don't understand why He is allowing us to pass through these certain storms of our life. But the question this morning is this. Can God trust us to be faithful? Even if He never tells us. Even if we never understand why He allows us to go through some things, difficult things in our life. I like the words of one of our late General Superintendents, J.G. Morrison, one time said, you can trust God when you can't trace Him. You can trust God when you can't trace Him. And I believe that's true this morning. We can trust our God in the midst of every circumstance and situation of our life. Despair is a natural reaction. Someone has said that if Moses came down from the mountain today, he would be carrying two additional tablets Aspirin tablets, headaches, heartaches, troubles, troublesome times, even the despair of life. I believe the great prophet Elijah is a good example. After he gained that great victory on the top of Mount Carmel, what did he do? He fled to the wilderness. He laid down under a, a juniper tree and said, Lord, just let me die. Why? He was in the midst of a storm. He didn't know how to get out of it. Uh, 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 death was, was threatening him. He just heard that Jezebel wanted him to die, that she was going to take his life because he had killed the prophets of Baal. When Job was going through his trials, he made the statement, May the day of my birth perish. In the night it was said, A boy is born. Job was in such despair that he was wishing that he had never been born. We're still human today. And the events of life affect us in one way or another. Again, I like the words of the poem. Lean hard on him, thou tested soul. On him thy care and burdens roll. Our God still lives and has control. He will not fail me now. I like the words of that song, He never has failed me yet. I want you to know this morning, He will never fail you at any time in your life. Thirdly, the storms will magnify God's grace. I read the story about a famous golfer. He hit a tremendous drive down the fairway. But the ball took a bad hop and landed in the rough. In other words, in the weeds. I can relate to that. Not the tremendous drive, but my ball landed in the, in the weeds. Someone asked me if I played golf or if I was a golfer. I said, well, it's what your definition of a golfer is. I can go out and hit the ball. I can dress like a golfer. I can put on the hat and the shoes and the clothes and look like I'm a real golfer. But the real test is when you get out there and hit the ball. And that's where I fall short. But uh, as that ball was lying in the, in the rough, in the weeds, there was a spectator that had seen, had, had seen just what had happened. And she was standing nearby, and as he got closer, she cried out, What a shame! That's not fair! You should not have to play the ball from where it is right now. The golfer looked at the young lady and said, That's where the ball is. Sometimes we have to play our life where life is. 
where life puts us, in the circumstances, in the situations. But yet we can play confidently the game of life right where God places us if we have the hope that God is going to be with us and that he will carry us through. I think Joseph is one of the great examples in the Bible that that better explains what I'm talking about this morning. Joseph had been knocked off the fairway of life, yea, into the rough at a very early age. God allowed him to stay in the rough for many years. He was betrayed by his own brothers. He was sold into slavery. He lied about and his reputation was ruined. And he spent almost 22 years in prison for something that he did not do. I cannot even begin to comprehend. I read about people today that have spent years in prison for a crime that they did not commit. And later they were exonerated and found that they were not guilty of their crime. I cannot even begin to imagine how they would feel being placed in that situation and not being guilty of that crime. But never one time. Did Joseph complain about the unpleasant things that God was allowing him to go through? But with a deep faith, a trust in God, he was able to get a boost from his knocks and triumph over his inevitable defeat. Joseph was walking with God every step of the way, and he refused to wave the the white flag of surrender. You know the story well this morning. Joseph said to his brothers in Genesis chapter 47, 45, verse 7 and 8, God sent me ahead to preserve you for a remnant on earth and to save your life by a great deliverance. It was not you who sent me, but God. God. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done the saving of many lives. During all the years of Joseph's life, the contrary winds were driving him in the, in the right direction. He didn't know it. He didn't know it at the time. But remember what the poet said, it's the set of the sail and not the gale determines the way we go. When we accept the fact that our problems and storms are not meaningless, and when we begin to see that God has a purpose for the storm that he allows us to go through, then we will have a different different attitude toward the things that God allows to come our way. God has a purpose for every storm that he asks us to go through. And in the end, the storms will glorify God. The storms we encounter will prove to be a blessing in disguise. Right in the midst, right in the midst of this storm, Jesus came to the disciples to where they were. In the hour of their greatest need, when strength was exhausted, all hope was gone, Defeat and death was inevitable. Jesus came to where they were and said, Take courage. It is I. Be not afraid. And then what did he do? He climbed into the boat with them. And what happened? The wind died down. The storm was over. 
And what happened to the disciples? They were amazed. They didn't understand. You know, again, they could not get to where he was, but he came to where they were. And many times, we cannot go to where he is, but he always comes to where we are. And so in the moment of extreme peril and anxiety, Jesus always comes in the midst of our storms and gives us that calm assurance, take courage. It is I, be not afraid. I believe this morning that we as a nation can take hope in the fact that God is still in control. Do not be afraid. He is the one that will get into our little boat with us and he will calm the storm that we may be in. And then how many times we are amazed. We're surprised. We shouldn't be because that's what God does. The storms that Joseph endured proved to be a blessing to him and those that followed in his footsteps. And I believe this morning that if we're faithful to seek God's will for our life, the storms that he allows us to go through will always turn into a blessing for us, but it will also be a means to glorify God, that God is there for us. In closing, I would say this, that when God allows you to go through the storms of life, Storms that you do not understand. Do not be afraid. Do not doubt God. Do not despair. Because God will never leave you alone in the midst of the storm. Several years ago after Hurricane Harvey had destroyed everything on the first floor of Linda's nephew's house in Houston. As they were walking out the door, they noticed there was only one picture left hanging on the wall and it read like this the will of God will never take you where the grace of God will not protect you remember remember this morning no storm lasts forever hold on be brave have faith every storm is temporary and we will never face the storm alone God is with us always set me free. I'm happy to be in the truth. And I will daily lift my hands, for I will always sing of when your love came down. I could sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love Over the mountains and the seas Your river runs with love for me And I will open up my heart And let the healer set me free I'm happy to be in the truth And I will daily lift my hands For I will always sing of When your love came down 
I could sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love. Y'all sing. I could sing. I could sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love. Oh, and everywhere I go, I'm singing. Every breath of air I'm breathing. Everywhere I go, I'll sing of when your love came down. And everywhere I go, I keep singing. Every breath of air I keep bringing. Everywhere I go, I'll sing of when your love came down. Yeah. I could sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace until we meet again. Amen. Everywhere I go, I'm singing. Every breath of air I'm breathing. Everywhere I go, I'll sing of when your love came down. And everywhere I go, I keep singing. Every breath of air that I'm breathing. Everywhere I go, I'll sing of when your love came down. I could sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love forever, Jesus. I could sing of your love forever. Even in these storms, I'll sing, I'll sing, sing of your love. God bless you.